Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, it's election day and you don't have to check the air quality reports to know that this time of year stinks. But it's more than just politics. I'm here with Anna Hoffman from SmellPGH to talk about the other P word that's stinking up our city, pollution. She works on an app that lets Yinzers report and track smells across the county. It's Tuesday, November 8th. I'm Elizabeth Kama, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So Anna, sometimes I'll be walking around Pittsburgh and I'll just get hit by a wave of smells. Some of them I can tell pretty quickly what they are, like with urine or over full trash cans. But with other things like that weird rotten egg smell, I have no clue what's causing that. So I guess what I first want to know is what is stinking up Pittsburgh? It's so amazing that you're able to put words to some of your smell experiences <laughs> because that is a, you know, traditionally a tough thing to do. That rotten egg smell that's really common in Allegheny County is um, a result of high levels of sulfur dioxide and, and hydrogen sulfide that emanate from three U.S. steel facilities that are located in the Mon Valley. And that's the bulk of reports that I've seen of smells. Yeah, so I guess we kind of smell like industry. Um, Yeah, so if you had to describe the smell of Pittsburgh, what would you describe? Well, I mean, there's a lot of really good smells, right? Like (laughs) the smell of the forest, because we're such a woodsy area. (laughs) That's a smell that I associate with my home, Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, I I think that rotten egg smell is something that people immediately are able to pick out. And many folks who have been smelling it for a long time are even able to know that word sulfur. Do you have a favorite thing to smell to counteract, you know, a smelly day? Do you have a candle or a scent that kind of clears up your nose um, when it smells pretty bad outside? I wish I could offer you um, a good smelling thing. But for me, because I know so much about air quality and smells, I know that burning things that give off a smell are often not good for you, not healthy. So I don't burn scented candles personally. I don't, um, you know, smoke, (laughs) things like that. I I I worry about when I see it happen. (laughs) Sorry to Bruce. Oh, no. People who enjoy scented candles. Go ahead and enjoy your scented candle, but just do it with eyes wide open about (laughs) the health impacts. (laughs) I know. Oh, my goodness. I have a whole shelf of candles that I light when I'm working um, so I can have like a nice, pleasant experience. And now I'm going to be thinking about that. But um... (laughs) the mental health benefits are good. If that works for you, I say I say go for it. It's it's uh, it might only shave off a few minutes of your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't mind losing a few minutes of my life for my house to smell good. Um, but, you know, I mean, also, is it just me or is it particularly smelly this time of year? It is a smelly time of year. In our region, we experience weather patterns called inversions that create very slow wind speeds, particularly when the seasons are changing. So spring and fall tend to be really bad when those cold fronts and warm fronts meet. And because we are so highly industrialized, 
those air inversions that are something we can't do anything about, <laughs> those air inversions trap the air pollution close to the ground and create these mass smell events that can last days. And in October, we've had quite a few. There was one between uh, October 21st and October 25th, in which 546 smell reports were submitted to the app alone. Wow. And I thought it was just election season rearing its ugly head. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that some of our weird smells are coming from steel plants near our area. It was concerns around the smell of industry that, you know, sparked the beginning of Smell PGH2, right? What's the history of the app? Yes. In fact, it was um, there was another Coke Works that used to be in our River Valley areas on Neville Island called Shenango Coke Works. And this was in 2015. Um, Create Lab was in community with um, a, a wonderful group of people that make up Allegheny County Clean Air Now. And we came to every meeting of that community group to try to strategize about what should be done about fugitive emissions that were emanating from the plant. So in many cases, Allegheny County Clean Air Now members had reported smells to the Allegheny County Health Department, and they got responses that seemed to respond to an isolated single report instead of understanding that this was a problem that was neighborhood-wide. Mm -hmm. And when they would say things to Allegheny County Clean Air now, like, maybe this smell is your neighbor uh, repaving, or they're working on their roof down the street from you. <laughs> it felt like they weren't being heard, mm -hmm. these, these community members. They, they were trying and not being heard. So we got our tech thinking caps on to try to figure out a way to show smell reports in aggregate or on a map so that people could know mm -hmm. that you're not alone in a smell experience. That is really helpful to know that you're not alone. And, you know, for our listeners, how can they use the app? It absolutely has a function of giving people information, a response back from their report. And that response is the map. Mm -hmm. It's an understanding of this being often countywide experience of air pollution. And that response is more than what government sometimes is able to give people when they respond through the GovQA system, which is a way that you can report smells to the Allegheny County Health Department directly. Mm -hmm. So that, that response back means so much to people. People are looking for something to grab onto when they're in a moment of worry. And that kind of information helps them feel like they know what to do next, which is advocate for better health. Yeah. So what kind of things do people report when they send in a smell report? So first what they do is they rate the smell one to five, and there's a color association with that scale. And five is the most severe. And, and often they add notes that are meant to go to the Allegheny County Health Department in the reports that we send them. Some of those are really heartbreaking. People say things like, on a beautiful and cool summer morning, I cannot have the windows open in my home because of the disgusting smell that makes my my nose burn and chest ache. I cannot spend time outside with my family, nor can I walk comfortably the two blocks to the bus stop on my way to work. My asthma kicks in, my anxiety is high, 
And all I can wonder is why are we allowed to be poisoned in our own neighborhoods? That's a small report. So it's both this quantitative data and it's paired with qualitative experiences that really should impact the way that we, we have enforcement and environmental policy. So that's really the big goal of Smell Pittsburgh is to integrate this holistic way of seeing data Mm -hmm. (laughs) for better quality of life for us. Yeah. And so you mentioned that these are countywide kind of events where it smells bad everywhere. If someone was moving to Pittsburgh and wanted to avoid, you know, the smelliest areas, where should they avoid? Is there a stinkiest place in the burg? Everywhere in Allegheny County experiences the smell of sulfur mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from the facilities <laughs> absolutely everywhere, sadly, because smell carries in the same way that pollution carries when it's in on this massive industrial pollution scale. Mm-hmm. However, the smelliest and worst places to experience this kind of air pollution are along the fence line in communities in the Mon River Valley that deal with air pollution like this in a highly concentrated way on a daily basis. And the health impact to them can be measured in long-term health impacts like asthma and cancer, Mm -hmm. and can also be measured in short-term impacts like emergency room visits and anecdotal evidence of their exposure like headaches, fatigue, a lot of things that that can happen in the immediate. We talked about how the smells impact everyone in Pittsburgh, but you know we have these frontline communities that have it at a much higher um, frequency than everyone else. I'm like, how does that kind of play into issues of you know equity in regards to like race and uh, economic equity in regards to what communities you know bear the brunt of this kind of industrial cost? Well, as we've seen Pittsburgh change in my lifetime, in my 30 years of life, you know, we've seen tech companies and insurance companies and universities be celebrated and um, really utilized to bring economic boom to our Rust Belt city in a way that other Rust Belt cities maybe didn't understand or get. And we have seen that process of gentrification Mm -hmm. push community members that used to be in the city proper out to the outskirts. And a main place where people end up is the Mon Valley. Mm -hmm. That's one narrative, I think, that is supported by data. But additionally, people have lived in these Mon Valley towns for generations. Um, So so you're getting both like lifers (laughs) and um, generations and generations long residents in in Clarendon and Glassport and Braddock. And those folks really pass on this struggle. And has it gotten better or worse over the last few years? Have you guys seen with all of your data collection, is there any trend in that regard? We've seen the quality of pollution change over the course of our history as Pittsburghers. You know, there Pollution used to be really visible, mm-hmm. this heavy PM 2.5, <laughs> this <laughs> particulate matter that would, you know, hang over our city and make it look like it was nighttime in the daytime. 
now a lot of the pollution is less visible. Mm-hmm. Sulfur dioxide is something you can't see. And so the smell reports are evidence of its continued existence. So you can't see kind of the pollution that the way that we used to, you know, it's not dark every day and but you can still smell it and those smells kind of have a real impact. So it's not just, you know, that sulfur dioxide that's causing all of those health impacts, right? It's the other things that come along with that smell. Sulfur dioxide and hydrogen sulfide are things that our technical world between government and community, we all have ability to measure those things. And because they are measurable, we can use them as a marker for other harder to measure air pollution, like polyaromatic hydrocarbons, which Mm -hmm. often accompany the smells and the air pollution that causes the smells. So in areas that submit a lot of smell reports, you're also going to see things like grime or, or heavy dust that lands on people's homes and cars that deteriorates their property in a faster way than it should. Mm-hmm. And you can you can see it if you take a white cloth and wipe once a week on a window in the Mon Valley. You can see the polyaromatic hydrocarbons in that grime that you pull off. That grime is what ends up in your lungs too. Yeah. And one of the things that I think would be like the most helpful is for our listeners is how can they protect themselves? You know, should they be checking smell reports? Should they be wearing masks? Like what can people do to take care of themselves in a city as smelly as ours? I think the number one thing that individuals should do is think about ways that they can engage um, local leaders in holding these industries accountable. Because I, I really feel like that personal onus should not be on an individual. So activism is a great way to make sure that accountability goes where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. But on a day-to-day way to protect yourselves, what you can do is check Smell Pittsburgh and check the purple air map to see real-time pictures of air quality around you. And it really offers a hyper-local scale for that. And you can make decisions for your day, like, should I pack my inhaler? Should I go on that jog at 10 in the morning when the air inversion is still continuing? Or should I wait until 3 p.m.? You know, moments like that and decisions like that uh, can really make an impact on your quality of life. Anna Hoffman is the Director of uh, Air Quality and Engagement at the Carnegie Mellon University Create Lab. Thank you again. Thank you. And some more news before you go. Construction's underway on one of the biggest solar projects in Western Pennsylvania, a solar farm near the Pittsburgh airport. It's supposed to be complete sometime next year. It'll supply Pitt with electricity for the next 20 years. It's part of the university's goal of reaching carbon neutrality by 2037. The farm will only provide 18% of the main campus's electricity, so they still have a ways to go. And Allegheny County is giving some residents a second chance to make their vote count. The state Supreme Court recently ruled that mail-in ballots that are undated or misdated shouldn't count. So the counties posted lists of all the ballots that are currently considered invalid. There's more than a thousand of them. If your name's on the list, you can either go to your polling place and vote provisionally, or go to the county office building downtown to fix your ballot today. We'll drop a link in our show notes so you can check and see if your ballot's on the list. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you've enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to our morning newsletter, and tell us what you think Pittsburgh's signature scent is. We'll be back tomorrow morning with some more news from around the city. So see you soon. now being on this side of things is like, I'm like, Morgan, (laughs) Morgan, come back.